The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Morel. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast. Biggest way possible, coast to coast, like you read about on a pain-free Friday. The bad seed, a broken ate a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad adders, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad bread, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live on 35th and 7th in the Big Apple, NYC, baby, in the Renaissance. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do me. All my friends that come around, flats and flats and party up, rats on the west side, bedbugs uptown. What a mess, this town's a tatter, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do me, shake out, ooh. All right, I'm Pharrell with Mafia and Carver Highs in the Sports Grid headquarters running the show. We got a great one for you tonight. Obviously, uh, in hour two, Sean... Wastamakia is going to be styling with us. We'll get all of that going. Mafia, there's tons of stuff happening today. Mammoth action. And we're going to be talking about all the games tonight, uh, including, you know, NHL, NBA, college rack. Mafia, Fridays are always painful with Ivy League basketball. I hate Friday college rack. It's the absolute worst. I hate betting on it. I hate watching it. I hate the kids involved. I hate their parents. Yeah, it's a rough night of college. I mean, especially when you got Saturday coming up. You're all excited for the weekend. It's Saturday, even Sunday. You get some of the big matchups. Everybody's playing. And then Friday night, where it's the end of the weekend, you want to sit there and watch a good game, you get junk. No doubt about that. So uh, the Greek freak said during the All-Star draft that he was taking Kemba instead of James Harden because he wanted a teammate who can pass. Harden has told reporters that he wishes he could be seven feet and just dunk. He averages more assists than him. I think I don't see what the joke is. You think Harden's taking a joke too seriously, or should he uh, have a beef with the Greek freak? So we'll get into that. Also, during an appearance on uh, Showtime's All the Smoke podcast, Kevin Durant railed against uh, marijuana being on the NBA's banned substance list. Is there a reason for him to be uh, worked up when the NBA is one of the most lenient leagues with chronic K-Funk Swiss cheese already? That would be chronic K-Funk Swiss cheese. That's what we like to call the funk. You know what I'm saying, right? You're with me on that? Uh, we got everything. Uh, last night, we'll talk about the games. Whiskey beat Michigan at Chrysler in Ann Arbor. I covered with the Badgers on the spread there. Ohio State rolled it. Nebraska, Illinois beat Northwestern. Now, Mafia, I'm going to take my lashes for the Northwestern uh, non-cover last night. But look, on the bright side, they're the worst team in the history of the world, right? Worst team in the history of the world. And they lost by eight. I was getting six and a half. I needed a couple buckets from the bums, and they would have covered. At Ryan, in Evanston, they didn't get it done. So you can lash me later with your little Catholic nun switch, the little stick you use on my wrist with the 
Right across my wrist, Mafia. You ready to give me an update? Are you ready to give me the skinny? Let's do that first. Then we'll get into everything else. I'll start arguing with Mafia, arguing with Carver High. Carver High's in a very good mood today because the Islanders are moving to the Nassau Veteran Memorial County Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Next year, all of their games will be played at that old smelly barn. Right now, let's hand it over to Mafia, otherwise known as Brian Ciano. Sports Grid News Update. Thanks, Scott. I'm Brian Ciano, and this is your Sports Grid Update. According to the Los Angeles Times, there's an investigation into the L.A. County Sheriff's Department over the handling of the Kobe Bryant crash. The investigation centers on whether deputies shared graphic photos of the crash scene and victims' remains with people who are outside the investigation. The L.A. Times reported a public safety source had seen the photos on the phone of one other official in a setting that was not related to the investigation of the crash. It is unclear how widely the photos may have been disseminated and who was involved. Let's hope we get to see the Rockets and Bucks face off of the title this year because we have a budding war of words between the Greek freak and James Harden, as you said, Scotty. After Giannis Antetokounmpo said during the All-Star Game draft that he was taking Kemba Walker instead of Harden because he wanted a teammate who can pass, Harden fired back in an interview with Rachel, Rachel Nichols of ESPN where among a number of comments he said, quote, I wish I could just run and be seven feet and dunk. Like, that takes no skill at all, end quote. See how this back and forth of MVPs continues. All the battles and posturing over a potential new NFL CA, uh, CBA and one of the biggest points of contention seems like it's something fans don't even want. A poll recently conducted by Seton Hall University, go Pirates, shows that the fans are not excited about 17 games in the NFL season with only 31% saying they were in favor of adding an extra game to the year. 24% said they don't want the extra game because they were fine with the way things are. And 28% said they don't want the extra game due to greater risk of injury to the players. There are 10 games tonight in the NBA on the Friday night hardwood. Best game of the night sees the Dallas Mavericks trial in Miami to take on the Heat. Miami is currently laying four, and the total is set at 228 and a half. It's a light night in college hoops with only 13 games and only one in the top 25. And that game finds Davidson going to number four, Dayton. Dayton currently laying 10 and a half, with the total set at 140. There's five in the NHL tonight. Game of the night starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, where the New York Rangers go to Philadelphia to face the Flyers. Flyers are currently a minus 160 favorite with the total set at six. I'm Brian Ciano, and that's your Sports Grid update. Want the edge? Get on the grid. All right, there you go, Mafia. I noticed that you, uh, a couple things happened. A, you slipped in a Go Pirates, which is your Seton Hall alum, like alma mater type, like reference. That was like a little dig right in there. He slipped it right in there. Secondly, I just wanted to let you know that for the first time since we started the show, I am now able to hear. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. I looked over and Mafia is like, go. And I couldn't hear a thing. It turns out uh, that I was shafted by this machine inside of my chest pocket as it disconnected from the wire. And I was sitting here holding my onions. And I'm okay with that. And I still was able to do the open of the show. Albeit butchered, it was still solid the minute I started talking. Now, I had the Helen Keller thing going early where I couldn't hear anything. And then I just ran with it. Thank God to Mafia. So the same thing as him dropping in that pirate reference, he dropped in a, he gave me go time. He gave me a point like go time. And then I just started talking and railing. By the way, drank 50 cups of coffee before I got here today. I'm drinking coffee right now. And I just wanted to say that my mouth is filled with coffee cack, which is a, a lot like landfill runoff. I just wanted to say that usually mafia, I have a, a gigantic ice water that I bring over from the Versa bar. But I noticed that since most of the chicks that work here want to sleep with me, they forget to give me the water and they're distracted by my good looks. <laughs> I guess they need the water. They're just sitting there salivating over you instead of serving you. Did you see, I got Shame. a fresh, did you see, I got a fresh cut today, son? I got a little half. I got a little halfy fresh cut over here today for Carver High. Carver High always trying to beat me with that fresh cut. It's not going to happen when I got one of these fresh cuts like over here, like this little half cubby. Shot right there, right? You feel it? You know, I'm a little surprised, Scott. It's a very nice cut, but I'm a little surprised because, you know, when you start talking about for the first time since we started, I thought you were going to comment on the blazer. You know, I got all dressed up for you today because we're all about the fashion here now since we switched from radio to TV. I was going to save that. I the blazer and I get no love. I was going to save that for later. I got a lot of segments to do. I was going to talk about your wardrobe later, but now that you've brought it up, I will say that I haven't seen you in a uh, blazer ever. And uh, I'm very excited for you. I think your back collar is lifted up, by the way. Just flip flip it down a little, and you'll feel better about yourself. You look like Fonzie at this point. 
Just wanted to say that to save you any further embarrassment. But you look pretty good. Although you're not playing basketball with me tomorrow, which means you're in the wuss bag category again. And you know what it's like to be thrown into the Pharrell wuss bag category. A lot of players get thrown in there like Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Kyrie Irving, both wuss bag category. You are now wuss bag category because you're driving to Canada. You're always driving to Montreal. You know what? Uh, why don't you go see the Canadians play tomorrow night at home at the Bell Center and just stay away from me? Because if you're not going to play basketball with me, you're worthless and weak. Well, you know what? I wish I had gone to see the Canadians play last night because my Rangers were there. And we talked about it on the show. Canadians got up early, first one nothing, then 2 nothing. I jumped on the plus 180 in the in-game. And lo and behold, Rangers come back, big third period, get me my money. I hit that bet as well. Uh, they've been winning me money lately. I'll give you that. We ran into our old friends from Hurley's. As you know, the owner there, uh, Paul, is a huge Ranger fan. And when he walked in the bar and saw me in my Penguins jacket, he was very upset. And then he was going to punch me in the face. But since you were there and he knew that you were a Ranger fan, he did not attack me. And then his other partner, Annie, gave me a hug and a kiss because I'm so good looking. And uh, he and her have no idea about uh, our war between us, uh, that Carver High likes the lousy Islanders. You like the lousy Rangers. And I like the wonderful Penguins. You know, it's going to happen, especially this era where there's three different teams and you coming from out of state. You're going to have people that don't like the same teams, and that's okay. You know, it's a good, healthy battle, and it's a battle that we continue through the years, and it's been one that's been more enjoyable for you, you than the other two. Do you think they'll win in, uh, in, in Pharrellphia tomorrow? Tonight. They play them tonight. Oh, tonight, whatever. I think that's tonight, on the tomorrow. Network. It's the game of the night. I think uh, that's a tough game. Philadelphia's playing a lot better this year than people expected. Vigneault's doing a great job with them. They're holding a playoff spot right now. The Rangers are just two points out of one. So I think they're going to play well. It might be tight. Uh, I'll leave you know what? The Rangers are on a streak. You can't go against a streak, right? I'm going to stick with them. All right, so um, the Flyers have won seven of their last eight against the Rangers. They've won four in a row. You've won five in a row, the Rangers, the Blue Shirts, and uh, nine in a row on the road. That's very impressive. So we'll get into that. That is incredible that they're playing that well. The Overs 4-0 in the last four Ranger road games, over 6-0-1 in the last seven games for the Flyers. we got a lot going on today. We'll talk about all the other games tonight in the NBA, NHL, and the bad college rack games. Later with Sean Guastamacchia on Hour 2, we'll hit all of Saturday's huge rank games and college rack. Go with us coast to coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So, uh, coast to coast, hope you had a good uh, week, and it's a pain-free Friday, so we're talking uh, about everything going on tonight uh, in uh, the NBA and obviously the NHL and college basketball. So, just so we're clear on um, the NBA slate tonight, just so uh, on top of everything else, I think, uh, what is there, 10 games, it's a solid night of action. And I don't know if you're uh, 
on top of this or not mafia, but I am. I got all these games, uh, and I'm betting heavily on all of them. I just wanted to say that early and often here. So the uh, Timberwolves and Magic are playing in the Big O at the Amway down in Orlando. Orlando's laying seven and a half. I got to tell you, uh, they, to me, are, you know, I'll give you this. Uh, they're, they're better than the Timberwolves, fair enough. They should win that game at home on their floor, I would think, you know, but I can't really trust that team. You're telling me that I should lay seven and a half with them. Now, look, I don't think the Timberwolves are doing anything. The other night they covered a 12 and a hook by a hook, and then the next night they were getting 12 and a hook and they got whacked. So what are they going to do tonight? You never know. It's the same thing all the time with these bad teams, and that's what they are. They're a bad team, and obviously uh, they're different with D'Lo. Uh, they've played better with D'Lo, but they're still bad. They have not been good all year. They're 17 and 40. Their season's over. On the road, they're atrocious. And I don't, I don't trust them, either one of them. You know, I'd run away from this game if I were you. In fact, I made it my lowest ranked play on PharrellOnTheBench.com. I just think both teams are a disaster. I'm constantly telling you on SportsGrid, I don't like uh, going to the window or making bets on bad teams. I just, I like teams that are good and teams that are tough. In other words, a good team's going to win for you, whether it's on the money line or covering a spread, and a tough team is going to be in a game. It's the same thing as when last Sunday I gave you the Lakers and I took the seven and a half with the Celtics, right? Both of them are good teams. Obviously, the Lakers are better on their floor at Stables and Lipstick City, but the Celtics are tough and they hung tough, right? And they lost by two and they covered. I'd rather like get into a, a game where the teams have a shot because they show up every night and play tough and can win. Either team can win. They're both good, and they're worth betting on. These teams, like Orlando and Minnesota, Mafia, you can't even argue with me that they're both terrible. I don't think the Magic, I mean, what are they, uh, six games under 500? When you're six games under 500, you're only one game over 500 at, at home. You're terrible, too. Yeah, they're both terrible. I mean, and they're both coming off nice wins, though. Orlando had that comeback against Atlanta where we thought that there was a fishing line with uh, Atlanta getting four, and they were up most of the game, and then Orlando comes back and takes it at the end. And you had Minnesota coming off that win in Miami uh, where they cut, well, they lost but covered. I'm sorry, actually, no, they won. They had the block at the end of the game. Block at the end Butler, of the game. You know, they called the win. That was the one that uh, I was on. I thought that that was too big of a line. They played great. I think Orlando's a little bit better. They got a little bit more to play for right now. So if I have to lean one way or the other, I'm going with them. But that seven and a half is pretty big for two teams that are crappy. Neither are good at winning. Neither are good at covering. I'll take Orlando and then middle it and go Minnesota plus seven and a half. Well, that's what I did. But I don't listen. I'm advising against betting it because I don't trust them. Before that win, where they blocked the shot at the end of the game by buckets, right? They had about two or three guys block it, but it was D'Lo that really made the block, right? Before that, they lost in Dallas, lost in Denver. And I mean easily, right? One game blown out in Dallas and lose by 12 in, in Denver. Denver's better than them. That should have happened. Lost to the Celtics by 10. Uh, lost to the Hornets by whatever, like seven. And lost in Toronto by 11. And prior to that, uh, I was even stunned that they beat the Clippers, but they beat them in, in Minneapolis. So neither one of them I trust as far as you can spit. So I wouldn't go near it, but I did the same thing you did. I middled it. Nets, Hawks, and I'm not surprised at all the Magic came back and beat the Hawks. The Hawks are worse than both of them. They really are. I like Trey Young. I like Collins. They have talent. When they get Capella going and they got that three-headed monster, I think they're going to be a better basketball team. Until that happens, they're average at best. They're seven games under 500 at home. That's when you know you're awful. Uh, so tonight, they're at home against the Nets. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, I think Brooklyn's another one. They remind me of the Magic. The the Nets are, you know, and aren't they seven and eight in the in the East? I think they are. So look, I think they're the same team, spitting image. But I think they're better than the Hawks, Mafia. I'm taking uh, Brooklyn on the road. Yeah, Brooklyn has been struggling. I mean, even with Kyrie out, we thought that they'd get better. We thought they'd play more together. We've seen that in the past when they've had, you know, more of a scrappy lineup instead of the Stars. They played better, but. I think they're only, I think it's like 18 and 17 or 17 and 18 without Kyrie this year. So it's not that much difference when he's there or not. They're still not a great team. And Atlanta, again, it's this fishy line that they're laying points at home, getting points at home at three this time instead of four, like it was against Orlando. So that's one that worries me. Again, it's another game that I agree with you. 
I don't know if I get it. If I have to, I might have to, you know, stay away and find some other action, find a better game to watch. But if I'm going to put my money down on it, I think I go Atlanta. I'm going to take a chance on them. I know they burned us last game against Atlanta, but Trey Young, I think, is better than everybody on Brooklyn. And I think him taking deep threes is going to get this game for them. So listen, you just said that the Nets, what would you say, they're uh, 17 and 18 without Kyrie? They're either one game above or one game below okay, well, 500 what's the without difference? him. What's the difference? The, the fact is, is that he's a wuss bag. <laughs> he never plays. And I mean, count the games that he misses. I mean, it is unbelievable. This guy misses, you know, 50, 60 games a year. I mean, he is a wuss bag. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how incredible your moves are and your bad movies you make. His movies are atrocious. I, honestly, they're so bad. I mean, it, Red Belt was better. Was, was Red Belt better than uh, Uncle Drew movies? It really was. I, that was the movie I did. I did two movies, Red Belt and Big Fan. Big Fan was way better. It was pretty good. But Red Belt was atrocious. I will say that Kyrie, though, he's got every drop step, every move. He's got everything in his bag of tricks. He's fantastic when he's healthy one day a month. I mean, a guy never plays. They brought a guy to Brooklyn to play with KD. I'll, I will bet my life that next year when KD comes back from the uh, Achilles, right, he'll play. He won't be the same player he was. I'll never believe anyone that has that Achilles blowout is the same player they were. Not even Kobe, right? But I'll bet Kyrie Irving next year sits as many games as he always does. Mavi, I think he'll sit another 30, 40 games next year because he just always does. That guy gets injured. I mean, he is like, he and, you know, it's perfect that uh, Stanton of the Yankees and, I, you know, Irving are in the same city. They should go to dinner more often. They should become friends because neither one of them ever play and they make way too much money. If you make that much money, I don't care what anybody says, you can say, oh, these guys are pro athletes. They deserve, you know, you got to show them respect even though they're injured. If you miss the entire season every year with injuries, you are not worth it. I don't want guys I'm paying that much load to of cash to never play. Am I paying a guy 300 million plus to never play? Are you kidding me? I'd rather get rained on every day. I'd rather be pulled over by the cops every day and get a speeding ticket than have a guy that never plays. Honestly, Mafia. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Kyrie has never played, you know, quote unquote, full season his whole career. I mean, there were games that he sat out in every season, not necessarily to the point that he's sitting out this year in some of them. The most he's ever played is 75, but. You know, the first two years, 51, 59. Then he got into the 70s, and then 53 with the Cavs. Since he left Cleveland, went to Boston, now to Brooklyn, 60, 67, and 20. So the guy just never plays the full season. So all this money you're paying him, all the you know the limelight you're giving him to be the guy leading your team, he's just not there enough. So, I don't know. Uh, if you saw last night, I just want to, before we hit any of these other games, uh, did you see this guy last night, uh, Draymond Green, get thrown out of that game? Were you watching when he got tossed? Yeah, I saw him get tossed. I mean, it's just typical Draymond. I mean, this guy, he just came back to I think he was injured, just started playing again, and now once again in trouble, I think he's two texts away from being suspended a game. Because right, right. But listen. His mouth running. But listen, this isn't about him getting uh, tacked up, right? This is about the, the, you know, the political side of it, where did you see that the, like, so the – Lakers bench was laughing. They were LeBron and company were all laughing. They all thought it was really funny that he was putting on a show that he was intentionally the, the conversation was after the game. Did you see like uh, some of the players in the NBA, like even guys were tired, like Perkins. Did you hear what he said? He said he did it on purpose. He didn't want to play last night. So he knew they were going to get worked. So he didn't want to play. So he just did it on purpose. That makes me sick to my stomach. You got to be kidding me. What I saw was not a guy that didn't want to play last night because when he was playing, he was running hard. He was dishing. Did you see him on a fast break getting it on? They were playing well at the beginning of the game, and he was in the middle of all of it. What bothered me was is that, I, and I don't believe for one minute he decided to take the night off. I'm not buying all that. You know, that's why Kendrick Perkins sucked when he played. That's why he was so terrible. Now he's giving everybody advice about basketball when he was like the worst player I ever saw. So I hope you're watching because you're a fat ass and you sucked. Know that, fat ass. So no one listens to you to begin with. And everyone listens to me. 
So, and I'm as pretty as a girl. And I'm not a fat ass like you. So here's the deal. Thanks. Shut your mouth. You don't matter. Here's the deal. Green got thrown out of that game because he's nuts. Okay. He's a psychotic animal. This guy leads the league every year in ejections, in technicals. He's an automatic 16 tech guy. Like, as much as he's got millions living in a penthouse, it's as automatic as that, that he's got all the money, that he's going to get thrown out of at least how many games a year? Count them. You can do it on uh, – you need more than two hands. He's going to get thrown out of as many games as Kyrie sits. That's usually what it is. Dude, he cannot control his temper. The first tech should have never happened, but all he did was cuss out the ref. I mean – the ref let him slide for like 30 seconds of abuse, right? Then he finally just had enough and he tacked him. And then a minute later, not even a minute later, he tries to uh, dive. He takes a dive. You see him on, he tried to take a charge. That was a flop. That was a flopra. Then when he's down on the floor, he tried to trip Howard. He literally tried to trip him. Then he gets up and starts cussing out the refs. It's because he's an idiot. He's a moron. He's got a temper. He's got a fuse like a stick of dynamite his entire career. He's a jerk. That's why he got thrown out. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, coast to coast, I'm Pharrell on a pain-free Friday with Mafia Carver High running it from here at Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan overlooking the Mecca, the world's most famous, Madison Square Garden. And it is crisp in the Big Apple today. Nipsey Russell. I mean, it is windy, cold, biting, and I'm not having any of it. I'm just, I have no time to worry about the weather. I got too many games to worry about. So here we go, Mafia. Hornets, Raptors, north of the border. The question isn't whether the uh, Raptors will win or not. It's will they cover 14 and a hook. Now, uh, I got to tell you, I think they're going to take them, like, completely uh, lightly. That They're just not going to uh, take the Hornets seriously at all. That they know this is a uh, tiptoe through the Tulips game for them. And... That's a lot of lumber. I know how bad uh, the Hornets are, and Toronto's so much better than them. It's not even funny. They're 23-8 and eight at home. Meanwhile, the Hornets are nine games under on the road. But, like, the other night, I, I hit with the Hornets against the Knicks, didn't I? And they're so bad. I don't like ever betting on bad teams, ever. And this is just an absolutely crazy bet to take the Hornets with a spread. Yeah, it is a crazy bet. I mean, it's one that we're looking at. When I was looking at it today, before I left, trying to see if I was going to get my action before I got out of Jersey and came to the studios here in New York, I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Toronto's going to smoke them. Then I saw the spread. I'm like, 14, man. That's a lot of points. But Charlotte is so bad. Now, don't be fooled by them beating the Knicks the other night. Before that, the two games that they just played before the Knicks, they got blown out by an average of 34 points. So if they play good teams, they get smoked. They have nobody there that can do anything for them. While Toronto is going to probably take it a little easier because of Charlotte, I still think they get like 20-point win going away, not even trying. 
All right, Mavs and Heat. Uh, oh, by the way, before I get into that game, you talked about uh, getting your action in before you leave New Jersey. How pathetic is it that New York is just the ship is sailed on the state of New York? I don't care what anybody says. I, I don't know anybody, anything in New York. Screw you. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life that they are not allowing sports betting in New York. What are they waiting for? The second coming? Honestly, do they see the money they're making in New Jersey at the FanDuel Sportsbook in the Meadowlands and in Monmouth? And, I mean, let's face facts. They're just reaping and raking, absolutely raking money. Let's not kid ourselves here. They are making money hand over fist. And New York, what are they doing? They run these upstate casinos that nobody goes to? Let's get real for a second. No one goes there. Everyone that lives in New York City goes to the FanDuel Sportsbook in the Meadowlands. Tell me I'm wrong, Mafia. You're not I mean, wrong. It's Who wants to? Can you imagine that you can't bet here in New York City, the greatest city in the world, and you can't bet on sports in New York City? How absolutely backward-assed is that? You know what? I'm sure Jersey loves it that New York's not doing it because they're reaping all the benefits. Everyone's going across the river, placing their action, and going home. I mean, it's ridiculous to do it. They have it. It's just up at the casinos that are upstate near nothing. It's one thing. You know, for a lot of these states, they're not throwing out the mobile betting right away because they want to build up the gaming industry there already, whether it's the racetracks, casinos, things like that, you know, your brick-and-mortar institutions. You don't really have that in New York because all those are upstate, not near any of the massive population that's here in the city, Long Island, you know, just outside there in Yonkers, things like that, with all the money in Westchester that would be gambling. It's not near any of them. But for some reason, they leave it up there. They don't want to change the thing, you know, the laws, saying there's something about the Constitution, just some drivel. That these politicians don't want to make mobile betting the Constitution. Yeah, the, the New York Constitution, <laughs> they say it doesn't allow, which is ridiculous. There's been plenty of lawyers that say that's wrong. All you have to do is get people to vote for it and get mobile betting going, and you make tons of money, and they don't want to do it. I don't know why. I guess they don't like money. I didn't know they had a Constitution Every state does. <laughs> in New York. What? Every state does, and no one knows what it says. There's only one Constitution that matters. There's no state constitutions anyone gives a rat's ass about. Give me a break. Here's the deal. Uh, when you are going broke and everyone around you is making money, you know, follow the leader, you know? I mean, what are they, simpletons? I mean, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. That's what New York should be doing. They should have sports betting in New York. Uh, it's idiocy at the highest level. Heat Mavericks tonight in Miami. Now, uh, I think, look, the Mavericks have been unbelievable. These two teams have almost identical records. Mavs are tough on the road. They mean business. Uh, we all know what happens. The Zinger and, you know, Doncic, I mean, they just lay down the law. Can Jimmy Buckets handle that four at home? I got it at two when it opened. I like Miami at two. I don't like him at four. I like Miami at all right now. I think Dallas is just playing incredibly well. Miami's playing terribly. They lost seven of the last nine. They had a 12-point lead against Minnesota before they blew it and then had Butler get blocked to lose at home. This is just a team that's free-falling right now. We all talked about how great they were in the beginning of the year, how surprising they were with Bam Adebayo, with Nunn, with Butler, doing things that we didn't expect. We thought maybe they were a 7th, 8th seed. You know, they're all the way up there battling for 4 or 5. Right now, they're coming back down to earth, it seems like, because even after the Iggy trade, you know, you thought they lost some dead weight and it'd be better. No, they're worse. They've lost 7 to 9. They're not doing things, and Butler's not right. He seems off. You know, he was off for personal reasons the other, you know, a couple of nights ago. Who knows what's going on with him in his head. I'm going to take... Dallas, they're flying high right now with the zinger. Did I not tell you that uh, when when they got him, did I not tell you that he's washed? Did you I did. not say that he's washed? You did. And I think a lot of us were saying that. I think, well, not you and I, I know, we're saying, you know, why are they throwing all this money at this guy, too? It's not even that they got him. Okay, he could play well during a stretch run, whatever that. Done it for two, year, two more years at $15 million apiece. And a guy that's 36. And now he's showing his age. Don't give me, oh, he's got to work his way back. He'll be fine for the playoffs. He's not the same player. Yeah, it's because he's five years older than when he was the uh, MVP at the finals. I won't deny that when he played with the Dubs and in and 15 won that championship and won that MVP that he was great. I won't deny that. He deserved it. He deserved the MVP and he deserved. So what they're doing is they're paying him off of that, right? So they're they're actually believing that that's who he is. And, and no one really, in my opinion, is the same player five years later if they don't play. Did he not, like, not play? Did he not, like, sit out and just not even play ball? Like, he hasn't, where has this guy been? Like, on vacation? Where's he been in the Caribbean? He never played any ball, did he? 
If you don't play ball all the time, you cannot tell me that you're a better player five years later down the road from when you had your peak at your highest level. That's his highest level ever was 2015, and he got that award, right? But since then, what's he done besides, well, nothing. So you're getting nothing from him. He's done nothing since he went there. That's all there is to it. I never bought the deal when they got him. $30 million. I'll give him this. Nice job fleecing Pat Riley of $30 million, honestly, because, I mean, until I see it, where he dominates a game again and shuts everyone down like he used to and scores big buckets and hits big threes. I mean, what's he? has he had any good games since he came back? No. Now, the most he scored is nine in a game. He's averaging 20 minutes, scoring 4.7 points, four rebounds. You know, when we they made this deal and we're breaking it down, I talked about how the guy on the same level salary-wise at that level right now was Marcus Morris. You know, and when he was playing for the Knicks, he was making 20 points a game and 10 rebounds. He was like a double-double. And Iguodala was getting 4.7 to 4. Markeith Morris is better. <laughs> playing for the Lakers, he's better. Four points a game for $15 million. Bryce, they should sign me. I'll give you 20. Give me that kind of bro. How many minutes are giving him 20 minutes? Give me 20 minutes. I'll pour 15 in. I'll hit four threes by myself standing in the corner when they leave me alone. I'll jack threes all day. Four points for $15 million. I mean, you are getting bent over, son. Slapped and called Charlie. Kings, Grizzlies, Beale Street, Memphis rocking tonight. Memphis laying three and a half. You know, I got to tell you, the Kings just keep covering for me. You can get them at uh, plus 136 on the money line. The number's 228 and a half. But, uh, you know, opened at four. That's what I got it at. I like Sacramento. I mean, they they paid for me last night. Why not roll with them again? I, I think the Grizzlies need this game because they had a horrible trip, right? I thought they played really bad. I thought they fizzled. I thought they uh, went down the drain on the road. Now they're home uh, where they've been effective at, at the FedEx. I think they can win the game, but... Uh, do you think that game's going to be tight at all, Mafia, or do you think the uh, Grizzlies will beat them by more than four? No, I think that game's going to be tight. I, like you said, Sacramento's a great team. They're a young team. They're a fun team. They've been that for a couple of years. I think this year they took another step forward and have gotten even better with some of the other players they brought in. They just played well last night and covered. Now they're going to a team, another young team in Memphis, but even though they're at home, they're not a team that knows how to win yet. They, they Sacramento Kings have a little bit more experience. They're the Memphis Grizzlies two or three years down the road from now. So I think they have a little bit of edge in that respect, and they're doing well, you know, trend-wise, not only against Memphis, where they're 4-1 and one the last five meetings against the Grizzlies, but they're also doing well this year playing on no rest. You know, usually you look at it and all back-to-back, there's going to be something off of them. They're 4-0 against the spread on no day's rest. So I think they're going to be fine tonight. I think they might even win in Memphis. All right, so I'll give you that uh, they're uh, certainly more experienced. They have vets that have done it, you know. But I don't. they're not better than the Grizzlies this year. They're not better record-wise. And the Grizzlies are three games over 500 at home. They're two games under 500 overall. The Kings are 10 games under 500, and they're seven under 500 on the road. Uh, you can talk trends until the cows come home. The bottom line are the numbers don't lie. It is what it is. You're 10 under, you're seven under, you're not good. But I like them. I'll give you this. I don't think you said they're great. I don't think they're great. I think they're a, a you know, Young, exciting team with a couple of pieces that are really exciting. You know, I love Darren Fox. I love Buddy Heald. And then Barnes pours it in because he's vet. He's got all the moves. He reminds me of Julius Randle. He just gets the rock and produces and puts up numbers. So I, I just like the way they are in games. The Kings are getting better steadily. I think they're climbing the ladder a little bit, but they're still not good uh, overall. They've still, you know, the same team still getting a lot of L's. Thunderbucks tonight, the biggest game in Brewtown. I got a middle of this one. It went up to 11 and a half. Uh, it's at 10 and a half right now, and it went to 11 and a half. I'm seeing it as 11 and a half in certain places right now already in some houses, Mafia. You think the Bucks destroy them in Milwaukee, or is it going to be a good game? Because the Thunder mean business. I think it's going to be a good game. The Thunder are awesome at covering, especially on the road. I think it's 21-6 and six on the road against the spread. They're good playing, no day's rest. They're a tough team. They love to cover. They're the best team in the NBA against the spread. Milwaukee's going to win probably. I'm in the middle of it, though. I think Milwaukee's going to win. Oklahoma City covers. There's too many points. Yeah, I'm with you. Four more I want to do in the NBA. I still want to hit the NHL and all the Friday night hack college basketball games because that's what they are. But I want to hit these other games. Cavs, Pelicans, Piston Suns, Wizards, Jazz, Nuggets, Clippers. We'll do that next. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Pharrell Coast to Coast, Cavs, Pelicans uh, tonight on uh, Bourbon Street. And I was looking at this team, and and I got to tell you, I made it my top play. I think they're going to uh, roll tonight. I think they're going to put on a show, Mafia. I know the Cavs have, have looked good the last couple of uh, games, whatever. People got all excited because they've looked better since, you know, Beeline's gone. I'm not buying them. I still think they're, you know, 17 and 41. And they're eight and nineteen on the streets. I think the Pelicans have looked really strong. Zion has been unstoppable. I think they're going to destroy them tonight. I mean, they look great. They're an impressive team. They're fun to watch. I'm just worried about that big number. I mean, I don't know if they're good enough to cover twelve and a half is where it's at right now. That's just so many points for a team like that. Who's battling? Who's young? Who's still finding their way? You know, Zion's playing incredibly well. They're all playing well around him. Right now, Cleveland's a fire. I think I have to go middle of that one as well. I think I'm going to have to go with New Orleans to win and Cleveland to cover because since they got rid of Beeline, since they brought in Bickerstaff, they're playing hot. You saw what they did against Philly the other night. I think they're going to cover. They're going to lose probably by eight or nine. So do you think uh, with what he's doing, everyone's talking about uh, Zion averaging, you know, 29 and a hook per 36 minutes, which, you know, would eclipse Wilt Chamberlain's mark of 29-2. Um, you know, can he keep up this pace and uh, be literally the greatest rookie in NBA history? If he does that, how do you deny him the rookie of the year, even though uh, the number of games played seems to be everyone's uh, main vice there? I mean, that's the big thing. That's where you got to look at it and say, well, do you take it with a grain of salt because he's only essentially playing half a season? He's doing incredible numbers. You cannot deny that. He's been so dominant, so impressive. Right's been good too, though. So can you say, okay, this guy that played the whole year, and was impressive the whole year is lesser than the guy who played half the games. I think that he'll be able to continue through the year because of being able to sit out at the beginning of the season. I think the injury helped him out in a way because he was able to rest and not have to worry about keeping his win at the end of the season now and worry about conditioning now because that's what we're all worried about. That's what we're all criticizing in the offseason where he's coming into summer league and you see him and you're looking a little chubby or looking a little slow. You're like, oh, well, this guy is out of shape. What are we going to do? He looks like he's in shape now. So he didn't, all those extra months of him sitting on the sidelines and working out and being in the gym and doing things besides just playing, I think is helping him keep his win. I think he'll be able to continue it. Well, he he's obviously continuing it because he's running through everyone. And like I said yesterday on the show, this guy went right at Anthony Davis and rocked him a couple times, just power moves right through his chest. I think uh, Davis is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's got incredible games, step backs, Jays. He can hit threes. He's great at the line. He's impossible to stop down low in the block. I got to tell you, though, um, you know, I, I although I think he's tough, I don't think that for one second Zion was afraid of him at all. And I, he went right through him like he was toilet paper. Because I, I think Davis is long. He's like an airplane with those wings. But – I think the kid Zion's tougher than him and it, more physical and insane. He's power. He's like a, he's like a truck going through him. He literally went right through him like he didn't even matter. And th- this kid is an absolute freak and a badass and he's not afraid to go to the tent on anybody and he will throw down in your face. Even if you're Anthony Davis, that's what impressed me most about him. Uh, I don't care what he weighs now because once he got his cardio going, he's going right through people. He's doing whatever he wants. And it's amazing to me because what they should do on that team is simple. There's there's three options. One, you pound it down to him. He either gets it done or kicks it out. And Ingram can do whatever he wants from anywhere. Wing, corner, top of the key, moving, elbows, driving, step backs. And then if that doesn't work, you got J.J. Redick pounding threes. There's your options. Game over. And Holiday knows it. He knows how to kick it out to the right guys. The scores are Redick and Ingram. And the power game, the 
rack game, going to the lid and finishing game and blocking shots and rebounds is Zion's job and role, and everybody knows it. Uh, all right, Pistons, Suns in the desert. I got to go Phoenix here. I've been saying it for weeks. The Pistons have mailed it in. They are done. Season over. Yeah, I mean, two bad teams, and you see that big spread, and you're thinking, I don't know if I can lay all that points, but, I mean, right now this year, I think both basketball and hockey, if you're betting against Detroit, you're going to win, you know, four of the five days that they play. So I just don't think they have anything left. When you trade Drummond, I mean, they kept Derek Rose for whatever reason. They said, oh, well, teams wanted him, and we didn't want to get rid of him. Why? You're not playing for anything. I don't get it. So I think they've mailed this whole season in at this point. And Phoenix is trying to battle right now. They're trying to get better. They're trying to, you know, build for the future. I think they're going to win this game and cover. Wizards, Jazz, and Salt Lake Shakers. Jazz are laying uh, 10. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, I got it at 10.5, and, and I think that uh, Beal's scoring too much right now uh, to get blown out. Now, they're another one that's just pathetic on the road. 7-21 and 21 on the streets. The Wizards just do not get it done ever at all. This is not a game of winning in my opinion or even having a chance to win this is about will they keep it inside the number and it's double digits you can get it at 10 10 and a half uh, it's high risk because the jazz are really good they're tough at home 20 and 9 and they're building in salt lake shakers uh, i'm gonna middle it dangerously i ranked it low on pharrell and events.com because i don't trust the wizards i think they're awful i think beal is great mafia but the rest of them are bums yeah, I'm with you on this one. And there's just so many big numbers today. It's so surprising how big, so many double-digit spreads. You don't usually see that a lot in the NBA unless you're getting just the Clippers versus the Suns or the Grizzlies or some other team that's just not on their level. But you've had a lot of them with these games going on tonight. And this is one where I'm with you. I'm going to middle this because I'm not trusting the Jazz, especially to cover a big number until they show me three, four, five games in a row that they're back to being good because they have just been awful lately. They're having problems with the starting lineup, figuring what they want to do because Connolly hasn't lived up to what they thought he was going to be when they traded for him. Ingles is not playing great coming off the bench. They're trying to force him into the starting lineup, but then the team's not playing as good when he's there. They got O'Neal there, too, you know, that they're trying to find out where to play him. There's just a lot of problems going on right now in Utah. They're not playing well enough to cover 10.5, even to a bad team like the Wizards. I still like Ingles' game. I, I like him. You know, when it matters to me, he hits big threes. Uh, this team is tough. Uh, they can shoot. I love Spida. Uh, I think they're difficult to play. Certainly in their building, they're difficult to play. All right, the best game is clearly, uh, you, know, you know, we talked before about Thunder and box whatever, but this Nuggets-Clippers game in Lipstick City at Staples, I think it could be fantastic. And I'll tell you what, I'm just going to save everyone a lot of time. You can get, um, actually, you know, Denver at six, and, and that's what I got it at. Or I got it at five and a half, moved to six, right? So... You can grab six of them. They actually are plus 188 on the money line, which would be a nice payout. The number's 219 and a half. I'm going to go high risk all out here, Onion City. I'm going to take uh, Denver to win this game in L.A. against the Clippers. I know it sounds crazy, but they're the number two team in the West. Uh, you can't argue with the fact they got 40 wins and they're six games over 500 on the road. I don't think they're afraid of the Clippers. Everyone's been talking about PG hasn't been getting it done. I don't buy that. I know that their biggest problem in this game is uh, Claw. They got to deal with Kawhi. And I think the Nuggets can win this game. It's not going to be easy. It's, it's you know, they're getting six. You got to be kidding me. At some places, I'm seeing six and a half. I'll take six and a half. Not only will I take six and a half, I think they win the game outright. And that would pay fat, that buck 88. Give me that buck 88, Mafia. I'm not willing to go full on that they're going to win the game, but I think I'm with you on the, the six. I think that that's a surprising spread for me. I know the Clippers are awesome, but Nuggets are right above them. The Nuggets are the second-best team in the West right now. So how are you going to say that the better team is that big a dog on the road? I know, once again, you got Kawhi, you got PG. They're all world, but I think it's still going to be a close game. With the Joker on the other side, he's a tough dude, and he's not going to slow down. He's not going to give up. He's going to be tough for those guys like Harold to try to – Deal with down low, the traditional center that's just a beast that loves the contact and can do everything. So I think the Clippers are going to win it, but again, play in the middle and going to go with Denver to cover the six. All right, so uh, college rack. I just want to look at uh, Kent State and Ohio tonight. I don't think anybody cares, but I'm, I'm going to take Kent State on the road. Davidson and Dayton, that's the rank play, the only one of the night. It's at Dayton Arena in Dayton, and uh, the Flyers are 26-2, and unbeaten in the A-10. Do you give Davidson any chance at all? Uh, it opened, uh, it's at 10.5 now. I got it at 11.5. I'm willing to roll the dice with Davidson to cover the number and make this a good game tonight. 
Davidson's always tough. Now, I, I think Dayton's way better than them this year. But I, I am concerned. They're 2-6 and six against spread last eight on the road. And they're, you know, Dayton, though, same thing. Last eight games, 2-6 and six against the spread. So the road team has done well in this thing against the spread. If you're into all the trends, you could convince yourself to buy this sandwich. But I, I'm going to go high risk and middle at Mafia. What do you think of the Flyers tonight at home against Davidson? Yeah, not, as, not only is the road team 4-0-1 the last five against the spread, but also the underdog is doing well against the spread. 3-1-1 their last five meetings between these two teams. So while we all know how good Dayton is, how strong they are, how they're you know a, a tough team that's going to be you know somewhere in the top three seeds of one of these brackets come tournament time, they're a team that's let teams stick around a little bit lately. We saw the other night where you know they're a big favorite. They weren't holding on. They battled back late and end up covering. And if you get this on the end game, and it gets down a little bit. If they get down early and you get them at maybe six or seven, you might jump on it. But at double digits, I'm going to pick Davidson stick around. All right, so uh, Georgia Southern and Georgia State are going on. I'm going to middle that. It was five and a half when I got it. Northern Kentucky's at home against Wright State. Same thing here. Wright State's a good team. They're 24 and 6, 14 and 3 in the horizon. But Northern Kentucky, 13 and 4 in the conference. They're at home. They got 21 wins. I think this game's going to be tight. I like that hook. I think this could be a three point game, a two point game. So you give me three and a hook. I'm willing to roll the dice with it. Fairfield. At home, laying two and a hook. I know they're terrible, but Quinnipiac to me is worse. I think the Stags will beat them at Alumni Hall and cover that two and a half. It was my top college play tonight and all these hack games they got on Friday nights. Siena and Marist. I like Siena on the road against Marist. They are god awful. Seven and 19. Uh, I like Siena. They've been, you know, at least they win. They're 12 and five in the conference. In the MAAC, so I'm going to roll the dice with them on the streets. Princeton and Brown. I like Princeton here. I got them as a straight pick. Harvard and Columbia. Harvard is way better than Columbia, but Columbia seems to give everyone fits when they play at home in New York City, so I think they'll cover the number at 7.5. I like Yale over Penn, but I like Penn with the 9.5. I like Ryder. I'm laying 3.5 against Monmouth. Washington and Washington State. Too many points to give Washington State, if you ask me. I'll take the 10. Washington wins, but the Cougs cover. And I like tennis, uh, Texas Arlington and a straight pick over Texas State. There you go, baby. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.